1: Boys and girls, this is the Undisputed Era. Adam Cole, Kyle O'Reilly, Roderick Strong, and you're listening to Going In Raw, baby. <laughs> this is the glorious one, Bobby Roode, and you're watching Going In Raw. What's
0: up? It's your girl, Sasha Banks, Legit Boston. And you're watching Going In Raw. like that? Hey,
2: friendo, Steve here. And Lars, And welcome back to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you need to be listening to right here at youtube.com forward slash... Stephen Larson and available wherever podcasts can be found. Be sure to hit that subscribe button, little we'll notify bell next to it, to make sure you always get your new going in raw notifications. The Friendo Awards coming up this Saturday. Correct. Find out who's in the going with the latest going in raw Hall of Fame class. Yeah, is. Ooh,
1: some uh, some quite some debate going on with that one.
2: I'll be honest with you. I think I think our our going our Hall of Fame is going downhill. We get, we got to limit it like from now on out like to one name a year. It's this year, it took a steep.
3: His, and then yeah. one of
2: the names you suggested was, like, completely laughable. So find out which one that is on this Saturday. I'm trying to pin this all on me. I think that's unfair. No, 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 no. Even my names, like, were not that Here's great. The thing. Based
1: on my criteria, uh, year after year, the, the pool of available talent for a Hall of yes, Fame. Yes,
2: it drops drastically.
1: It is, and that's the nature of going into our Hall of Fame. Just, we- like,
2: one prime name every year is, I think, what we need to limit it down. Or maybe one each. Two really good names. Because, man. I,
1: no, I like the larger classes because it, it, it brings some good debate like it did this time. Yeah, no. Previous years, has brought out some good debate about who deserves to go and who doesn't.
2: Yeah, I know. But I just feel like it's just like we had a killer class. Or, yeah, I'm sorry. We had a killer Hall of Fame. And then we, I think we let some lumps in, man.
1: No, there's no lumps in.
2: I think we let a couple lumps in.
1: You advocated for serious lumps. So don't even...
2: You advocated for prime lump.
1: By the way. I mean without Prime Lump. Without Prime Lump, uh one of our our, our annual awards may not exist. He set the template. Really should name that award after him instead of uh, oh, I'm
2: not talking about I'm not talking about anybody who got in. Oh. I'm talking about somebody you suggested. Oh, that was just that was just trying <laughs> to make you laugh. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. All right. Well you did that. Anyways. <laughs> uh so uh uh do we have anything and any announcements uh matt oh, Chatters? Matt chat, we're
1: shooting that today so if you submit questions for matt chat uh we did it in know, like a couple hours so uh if you're watching live
2: and and you like to do the matt chat yeah. uh get your question our way uh pronto if anybody's gonna be in santa cruz tonight the Annie defranco concert annie defranco concert that's why we're doing Matt Chat today because the the old wife is dragging I didn't me out. know. There. I
1: didn't know she was still touring.
2: She'd been around for a while. she been around forever. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, good good for her. That's, that's longevity right there. Yeah. I know none of her songs. I none know. of I them. I don't know. I know the name. I don't know if Lacey knows any of your songs past like the nineties. Yeah. I know the name. I'm not familiar with her work. None of it. I'd know I'd be able to pick her out of a lineup. I know what she looks yeah, like. Yeah, same. But I don't know any I've listened to I think Lacey's tossed on some of her uh, songs. They all kind of sound like the same thing. Like exactly how you'd think they sound. Um, but that's cool she does it all on her own man she's mm-hmm. like truly mm-hmm. independent stuff yeah. that's great DIY inspiration <laughs> exactly DIY uh, so uh, are there any other announcements to make I always feel like I've got like a ton of announcements should we
1: actually say when 10 for the wind is coming back I think it's pretty firm now
2: no I think we should just
1: like release a trailer when it's ready to be alright well soonish yeah, I mean, probably, we were gonna we do probably
2: it, a week from Sat. No, two weeks from Saturday.
1: Yeah, we were going to do a Saturday. And we realized you're going to be gone. And then, like, next week is crazy busy. And yeah. we wouldn't have time to edit one next week. So yeah. probably the week after. Yeah, and don't then, don't and then to it, though.
2: Once, once we get going, though. Not that that makes sense. Once we get going, we're weekly for eight weeks. Yeah. Then we take some time off. Correct. You know. Anyways, so, yeah, that's good, too. Yeah. We got a Teespring shop. Teespring.com slash stores slash friendo merch club, all one word. Yeah. Um I got a, a new 10 for the wind shirt up. I addressed your concerns I looked up. Actually I did I did a little bit of research last night because uh, in overrun uh, we were talking about time zones. There are way more time zones on the planet than I figured there were. How the many future. are there? Thirty eight. Oh you know there are that many. Some are even some are even like uh delineated by like fifteen minutes. Yeah. It's like hey, you're fifteen minutes ahead of me. That's yeah. weird. I
1: guess I mean, if you want to get exact, and you know, obviously the, the time, whatever it is here, is the and same then, time it should
2: be in New York. I'm pretty sure the Jesus with the fish in the in the in the stuff and the bread. I'm pretty sure that was a Mandela effect because when I actually looked up what that miracle was, it was we weren't even close. Oh, what was it? It was he turned. Find out an overrun. Oh. Find find out on Ask Stephen Larson. All right. <laughs> I, I just really remember the the water and the wine. That's
1: the one they really. Remember. He's at the wedding. It's water and the wine. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, no, I love the scene. I love the scene in, in. I don't know if you've seen Last Temptation of Christ, Martin Scorsese. No, I haven't. It's great. I Check haven't. it out. Where uh, someone rolls up, like you know, Jesus and his disciples are there at this wedding, and someone's like, "Yeah, they're out of wine." And Jesus looks over and goes, "No, they're not." <laughs> it's like, "Yeah, I was just over there. Uh, there's there wasn't any wine.
2: No, there's wine. That's trippy." So, do you remember? You don't remember they did they did not have the the fish because apparently that was a separate incident. Yeah. So well, here's I, here's what I'll just tell you right now because we're going to ask Stephen Larson. Uh, here's what it was. He took uh, what was it? Oh, okay. two two fish and five loaves of bread, and then he's able to five five. He's able to feed five thousand people with that's, just that. That's
1: the loaves and fishes thing. That's, the loaves and there's, fishes. There's so a, you feed the homeless. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And also, you know, there's the the parable, if it will, where he takes the net and says, "I'll t- teach you to be like the fisher of men." Yeah, right. Yeah, and that's spreading. The I'll gospels.
2: teach you to be fisherman. Fisherman
1: Fisher man. Yeah. W.
2: Steve W. Former yeah. champion fisherman. Yeah. Now that
1: you mentioned the fish and bread thing. Now I remember
2: that. Yeah. Anyways.
1: Anyway, people don't tune into this, I hope, for, for for theological discussions. I think
2: they should. I really think they should because we have no idea what we're talking about. And it's very hilarious. little. Very little. Yeah. Uh, have you ever endeavored to read any of the Bible? What's that? Have you ever endeavored to, to sit and, and try to read? Oh, I've probably accidentally read a couple passages here and there. Maybe a couple songs. I curious. Of once I was like, why not? I'll just try to read it. How I, far didn't, did you get, I didn't dude. make it out, Genesis. <laughs> <laughs> Genesis. You're like, where's, where's Spock? Where's Khan? Where's the Genesis device? I know. I know. <laughs> Book, teach me everything to know about Genesis. <laughs> Retinal scan. Uh, there is one question here. Timothy Whalen has a question here in chat. He says, "What's the deal with the uh, the colored Frendo Club shirts?" So here's the deal. Um, we can shout this one out real quick. There are two that right now as it stands, and here's the thing, like a year or two from now, I want like a ton of variations on these friendo clips because yeah. they're great. So we, there, there's the ones that you've seen maybe up to this point, uh, have blue and pink on them those were made specifically for our mod community yeah. because they're so terrific. I they're was fantastic. like, Hey, they're I want to do something that's special best. to them. Absolute best. Now what I might do, because those seem to be pretty popular is down the line when we like maybe next year at the end of this year, we get a different variation for the mods and we release to the general public the mod, the first mod shirt because there's a demand for it so that the mods still get exclusivity for like a year and then the general public can have, can enjoy that pink and blue. This is a really good looking shirt. And then on top of that, uh, why don't you explain what I'm about to show them?
1: I know what you're about to show them.
2: Oh, is this the P- Patreon shirt? You got that right, back. All right, so uh, for a couple
1: of years, almost four years actually now, we've had a, a, a exclusive shirt at the $50 Patreon level. Uh, that's kind of an old design. Uh, it's the old way. Uh, we're looking towards the new, towards the future. So, uh, yeah, new it's all inclusive so now we got this one that's be your patreon exclusive for $50 a month it only takes one and what's exclusive you'll never see this on any of the friendo clip shirt it's got the 2gmb two too good me right brother there. i wrote that at, at the bottom. bottom
2: this is exclusive so everybody who is a patron in january any anybody a patron in a uh, $50 patron in 2020 um so all $50 patrons even if they rolled over from december starting january anybody who pitched in $50 on the patreon gets one of these yeah. variation shirts as well so Yo. that's what's going on with the friendo club but we've also got the friendo club hoodie on our teespring store yeah. there's gonna be all sorts of new Frendo club stuff coming out like once the summertime rolls around i'm gonna do a tank top with yeah. like like friendo club with some shades on it okay with some colors you know and like trees. a sunset yeah palm, palm trees exactly just be chill club exactly Or just be cool club so um, there's a lot of that to
1: come. i still want to do the socks we gotta do the socks and too. We, yeah
2: we definitely do the socks excuse me yeah so anyways, that stuff. was
1: eight eight and a half minutes wasted without any wrestling talk. So anyways. So we should talk about I'm sure
2: somebody'll put it in the in the time code. Yeah.
1: So Raw happened last night, kind of peaked early. First segment.
2: Yeah. And it was all
1: kind of I mean the first hour's alright, but after that it, I don't know. It just felt like it was more of the same, a lot of spinning wheels, didn't really advance a whole lot.
2: So I'll I'll sort of I kind of take the opposite tact. It advanced some stuff. No, you're right. It really didn't advance much did it. Because, like, I'm thinking, like, the Shayna thing. We got to see her finally respond about the whole Biden. Becky responded about the biting and Shayna. Yeah, yeah. And Elimination Chamber. I know it was announced, like, literally before. or yeah, The, the they rap had some, it before. Why,
1: why couldn't they do something where, like, there was some build towards pe- who was going to be the match?
2: Oh, I get I mean, that's what they do these days. They go to, like, external outlets, like TMZ or the rap. Stuff. I know. Yeah, like, Sean Ross Sapp mentioned this on Twitter. it's simple. They need the draw these days not the surprise, which I, I understand that that is their philosophy. I think that sometimes the surprise will be the draw because you surprise them with something and until, Oh man, anything can happen. Brings them back the next week. Like instead of announcing Cena for SmackDown, uh, this next week, 28th. Why if, could you imagine the the buzz that would happen if like that music hits, people are going to start tweeting all about, Oh my God, Cena's is on. Then people tune in, um, it's a philosophy. Yeah, it goes
1: back to what 2012 and when Brock was coming back and it was it was it was spoiled on Twitter before he made his debut. Mm-hmm, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, someone tweeted, Oh, look who's here backstage, it's Brock. And I understand the point. Yeah, you, people look on Twitter, oh Brock's gonna be there, I'm gonna tune in. But then when you kind of one of the reasons you may tune in is the element of surprise and that's and that's gone from the show. Yeah. Eh.
2: No, no, I agree. I, and maybe part of it is because of how difficult it is to keep a secret these days. There might be an element of well, we want to get ahead of anybody who is spoiling this stuff, you know, that we don't want them to be spoiling it. Um, so we're going to get ahead of it and use, you know, uh, the rapper TMZ mm-hmm. to get to drum up some publicity and sort of a killing two birds with one stone. But that being said, I really like this price. Let me ask you this, man, because I'm, I'm going to fast forward to this part here. Uh. I, I don't I don't like what they're doing. with Drew McIntyre, man. I don't like all this jokey, jokey stuff. The Claymore countdown, everybody, three, two, one, boom, and then they well, point. He was at...
1: doing that before the Rumble too. No, I know, yeah.
2: I know, but there was a little bit of edge to it before. Like it was like, man, I'm going to kick everybody's head off, and like he was palling around with the crowd, and now it's like they have him fighting MVP. I was thinking about this this morning while I was making my my
1: my bowl of cereal for breakfast. I think the point of this whole thing with MVP is, is oh, here's someone from Drew's past who still isn't quite 100% sure that Drew is, you know, like, the guy now. Um, but the problem with it is, like, we, as far as I recall, there, on television, there was no, like, real association. It's just MVP now saying, hey, we're friends, Yeah. I
2: wasn't watching back then. Yeah, during so MVP's prime days, but I, I don't remember that either. Like, so,
1: but my point is, like, what if Gender had come back, and Gender had, you know, he's already kind of been the place Drew was, kind of where he left, came back, absolutely jacked, and found his way up to being champion. That's yeah, yeah. And Gender, and they have history in three MB. There's history there. Gender comes back and says, "Okay, hey, good job, Drew. Uh, let me show you how this is done." Yeah, and Drew's like, "Hold on." And really, what Ginger's doing is using their relationship to find his own way back to the top. Yeah, uh, it's a real feud. Then, I mean, you're under no no uh, illusions that that going to come out on top. Nonetheless, it's a real feud that has some history, that has some meat, that could actually be really interesting. The stuff with MVP, you know, he's just on for a couple of weeks and is going to get a, eat a bunch of claymores, and that's it. There's no real drama involved. in I wonder it. if Ginger's even ready to come back. I don't think Injury-wise. he is. It's probably why it hasn't happened.
2: Because that, that's a great idea. That's a really good idea. Um, because, yeah, like you said, there is a lot of history there. Gender a lot more, I mean, gender is when he comes, but he's going to be freaking yeah, jacked. I know. Um, and it's like, yeah, is he like a serious threat? Obviously not. But like you said, he was at the top of the mountain. He can say, hey, I was at the top. And then look at what happened. Got the rug pulled out from under me. Um, There's a
1: lot to work with there.
2: Mm-hmm, yeah,
1: it just felt like it'd been weightier, meatier than than MVP.
2: This was just the first week that I was like, I felt genuine as a, as a fan of Drew and as a guy who wants to see that title come off Brock and go on to Drew. I felt like genuinely concerned. I'm like, oh God, he's just joking around and he's like dicking around with MVP. Like, who cares about that? Like, I want to see Drew. Face some real stakes in this build. Exactly, I think that's the thing. It's not not so much him
1: joking around or or doing the countdown. It's like, all right, I see what they're trying to do. It just it doesn't really connect, and there's absolutely no stakes, and there's no drama. Uh, Just him beating a bunch of people is not the same as building momentum. He needs to really overcome odds, you know. Like the
2: people really seem to be into Drew, and that's good. I just don't want them to lose that because, like, you can easily lose a guy doing that kind of stuff.
1: I know because it's, it's it feels really superficial and one-dimensional.
2: Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it now does. if he's
1: in a, a real— fe- And it lacks edge. It does. If he's in a real feud against a real threat mm-hmm. and uh, Drew kind of has to uh, overcome some odds a little bit, mm-hmm. that's how you really get the crowd behind him. Yeah, I know. I know. Instead of just having him do the countdowns, unless, uh, you know, there's that participatory aspect of what he does with the Claymore countdown— have him crack wise a few times. Mm-hmm. I mean, because he's got tons of personality. I no, like I know. that they're yeah. they're giving an opportunity to showcase his personality. Yeah, I so I think it is connecting, but it just it just it just feel, it'd be better if it was in a meteor situation. It may
2: like it, it when he's in there. Like it just don't feel like when he's saying three, two, one, boom. It just when when there's no like before the rumble. It was like man, I'm gonna go in there. There was like something really tangible. I'm gonna go in there and kick everybody's head off. And then he won it. Surprisingly, it was like holy crap. And then they had like the first couple of weeks with Brock was really good. And then when Brock isn't there, it's just it's just it's glaring. It's glaring when he's not there. I think that's the thing. Yeah, like he Brock just needs to be coming out. I F5 mean, it's one of those week.
1: it's one of those unfortunate things where they have to have a title defense at Super Showdown. Of course, it can't be Drew. So mm-hmm. they have this this match that we know the outcome of. Yeah, it's a formality. Yeah, as great as Ricochet is, he's got zero chance winning. Um, yeah, right. So. I don't know, they have to kind of spin their wheels on other things before they can kind of circle back around and get to it.
2: Let's kill some of these Super Chats first uh, before we get into the show. Um, Dom L. says, Of the competitors in the Women's Chamber match, precisely 50% of them are Riot Squad. It's basically impossible for a squad alum to not win Oh, baby. Uh, You might want to
1: reconsider that, Duhamel, especially after Elimination Chamber. That's, uh, I'd I'd say there might be 50% participants or former Riot Squad members, and it's about a 2% botch chance any of them win.
2: Yeah, it would have to literally be like an accident, Mm -hmm. a botch. Lena Mm -hmm. Bliss here with the Super Chat says Alistair Black should be the anti messiah. See, that'd be good. He boy that match with him and Roan was not great last night. No, Jeffrey they did not have they did not have chemistry. No,
1: Jeffrey Nguyen. I want Freddo no
2: Club hugging my hog zone. He wants some undies. Okay. Well we'll look into that. That we will. Not sure if Teespring has it, but maybe we can do some hey the sock.
1: <laughs> there you go. Yeah. <laughs> the
2: there employer's are Stevie Bradley. Shout out to Ryan Newman. We're all Newman fans today. So that was the fella in NASCAR. Yeah,
1: the final lap towards the finish, he got in a, a pretty, a really nasty crash.
2: Serious injuries, but not life threatening. Yeah, but who knows what serious means? Yeah. I don't know. Razor Bear won. Drew's push reminds me of Diesel's push, making him a bit too good guy. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. Look, this is one week. Maybe Brock will be. I mean, we got Super Showdown on the horizon. Um, is Drew doing anything at Super Showdown? Nothing I'm aware of. Oh, well. right. Unless he has a match against MVP. <laughs> yeah, that's possible, I guess. Uh, so let's hop right into this. Man, sure. Kicked off. This was, I thought, segment. I think you're right. This was segment of the night for sure. Yeah. Um. So it was announced that Matt Hardy be taking on Randy Orton. In a uh, false uh, no holds barred match, no holds barred match, yeah, correct, yeah. essentially like no DQ, yeah, more or less. Um, and then but Randy comes out, he's like, ah, yeah, no, it's not really gonna happen. He says, not, he
1: says, it's not he's happening. back there trying to get cleared right now, so but he's not, he's not gonna get cleared. Yeah, That's what I did to him last week. So before he started talking, he showed a video of last week what he did. Yeah, um, and he's like, Matt, you know, it's not gonna happen. It's like I respect, no, it's not gonna happen anyways. Matt Hardy comes out to the ramp, tells Orton stop. He's got. Neck brace. Full on neck brace. not a this soft neck brace. This isn't brace. the
2: cheesy, soft Joel it, Gertner one. This
1: is, this is uh, not, I don't think it had plastic per se, but it was uh, a little stiffer, not the stiff plastic
2: one. It was like, it, it was like oh, I had all the fancy stuff going yeah. for it. Yeah. yeah, there's various grades of neck braces, and that's like. This was like high grade neck brace. Yeah, it was upper third. Yeah. It wasn't like the one where the entire. Rig is here and you can't. Well, it's yeah, with like, him like a halo. Right, exactly. Where it's pinned in your head. <laughs> yeah. Keep yeah. your neck.
1: That's, that's reserved for. Like, that's legit. next week. <laughs> we'll see. As you. soon
2: as we, we think he's written off, that's next halo, week. Yeah.
1: So anyways, uh, Matt Hardy shows him at the ramp. tells Orton stop talking. Uh, and says, Andy, just confess why you attacked Edge. And he says, I want to know what the hell is wrong with you, Randy Orton.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: That's pretty good. Orton says that he tried to take. Uh, oh, sorry. Uh, Hardy mm-hmm. says that Orton tried to take his passion away from him. But he can't. He's here to fight, even though he's not cleared. But he's here, and he's like Edge. He's got grit. He says, I got grit. Mm-hmm. I won't quit. Matt Hardy won't, can't, won't die. Yeah, he's unkillable. Um, and he, he said he doesn't know what his future holds, but it won't be determined on your terms, Randall Orton. Mm-hmm. be determined on my terms, broken Matt Hardy. Um, and then Orton comes in, uh, says, uh, oh, did I forget the part where mm. Orton... No, I did okay. So Orton uh, says to Matt, you know, hey, you should have said goodbye when you could have walked out on your own two feet. Yeah. Um, Hardy comes in the ring. Orton asks, "What are you gonna do? You're a sitting duck." Yeah. What? What, what are you gonna I do? can
2: RKO you right now? What would you do? Yeah. Can't he do says, nothing. I
1: give you this, Matt. You have balls. Uh, no one understand what I did. What I did. He says Matt, I respect you, and as much as I respect you, I respect Edge. Hell, I love him like a brother. Brother. Norton says he's sorry he and yeah. just leaves the ring. Yeah, and so he walks up. He's at the top of the uh, of the ramp at the stage area. Stops really slowly. Starts taking off his hoodie. Yeah, and uh, Hardy's like, okay. So he runs down, gets a chair, gets back in the ring.
2: Okay, so he's Orton like, decides. come on, man, come on. He was
1: yelling at him, finish me.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: So or- Orton stalks back to the ring, real slow. Gets up on the apron. Uh, Matt Hardy swings at him with the chair. He misses. And then Randy drapes him with a top rope ah, neck first. Ah. And then gets in the ring, gets an RKO, starts to grab the chair, pauses him, pauses, gets it, starts clubbing Matt with it a few times. Then mm-hmm. he goes ringside, grabs another chair, sets up for concerto, takes that neck, break off, neck brace off Matt, yeah. uh, rears back for chair shot, stops.
3: in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.
1: Yeah. Slowly leaves the ring and then circles back around, pulls Matt out. He's like running around the ring. Pulls him out, puts him uh, his head on the ring steps, hits a concerto on that. The, uh, puts this chair down, has a seat, gets up, walks around the ring a little bit, and then comes back, hits another one.
2: Um, two things I noticed: when he was first in the ring, crowd was like booing him like crazy, and then everybody's like, "One more time." Yeah, I was disappointed in that. Me too. I, I like, I like, I like when they're like, "Man, no way, that's that's messed up." You know, bloodthirsty fans. What are you gonna do? Um, they all <sighs> know that Randy Orton is a super safe worker. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I guess
1: uh so my, uh, my favorite part of the whole thing though was when hardy was in the ring his head on the chair and he had both his hands like this and orton takes this arm and lowers her down <laughs> so his hand was getting hit by the chair
2: i know it's great it's wonderful uh so that begs the question uh this has got to be it for matt hardy it right? was it last week it's got to be it i love this i love if this is the case though man i think like sending him out in such a buzzworthy manner i think is a uh, show her
1: respect. You would, Yeah, that's what I was saying last week. Like how they handled it last week was fine. It was awesome. We saw Matt that was great. That was great, too. It was good, but it'd be cool uh, uh, for someone who may be on his way out, who spent a lot of time with the company, put his body through a, through hell uh, for the entertainment of the WWE Universe to not be petty for once and, and, and you know, show him some respect on the way, his way out.
2: Yeah, I feel like that's what they're doing. This yeah. is great. Uh, Hardy released uh, another free the delete video. Yesterday, mm. these are really funny because he's sitting there eating like apples, and uh, he's got a piece of blank piece of paper in front of him. Somebody hands him a pencil, and he's talking about writing his own destiny or whatever. He starts to write, and then the pencil breaks, and he's like, "Oh no!" And then he says, "The pencil broke. Maybe that means Matt Hardy is truly..." And then he starts choking on an apple, and he goes, <coughs> "Choking Matt Hardy." But it's all goof. It's all about him being in limbo. Like, there's there's no real clues. I don't even think Matt Hardy knows at this point what he's going to do. Um, last week, we had heard that WWE had made him one final offer. Yeah, um, which he had turned down, apparently. Which he had turned down, apparently. Uh, but I don't know, man. Anything going to happen? I don't know. I, I don't know if they're... I really doubt it's to the point where they're like, okay, well, we'll do whatever you want creatively. You can have a show on the network. Like, they would have offered him that months ago if that was the case. If that was was something they were entertaining. Right, exactly. Shelton Benjamin just (laughs) re-signed WWE after he expressed some, you know, not being terribly happy with their creative. They don't really use them a lot. No, they don't. But, uh, you know, I don't know. For some guys, it's just, hey, that's... That's a good paycheck. I know where it's coming from. I know the cash is going to clear. Oh, and, I, and I imagine the check a, is going to clear for, rather for men and women,
1: kind of in the twilight of their careers. Potentially, this is might be the last huge paycheck they can get.
2: And I think somebody, I maybe it was, was it Ryan Satin? Somebody confirmed that MVP was hired as a backstage producer. producer. Yeah. So um, I mean, I'm sure there's plenty of roles like that as mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: Although Matt's been pretty vocal about uh, Oh, he seems like he's to He's got con- a lot left in the tank. He
2: seems to want to be You know, he's a very creative person, exactly. obviously Exactly And he maybe, is.
1: you know Whatever hopes he had of Doing the broken stuff in WB uh, That were expressed at the outset uh, Obviously didn't really go anywhere
2: Yeah And
1: yeah. dude's got tons of money mm-hmm. So I don't think it's a situation Where you can toss a, a bunch of extra money at him And expect them just to you know,
2: sitting. with no hopes of like, hey, creative. You know, you can have yeah. this, this or that. Yeah. You know, yeah. on camera, yeah. exercising your. Creative I'm sure the bones. last
1: contract he signed for the last three years is pretty Probably lucrative, so. pretty big deal. Yeah. Anyway, it was a really good segment. Uh, Orton when he does this menacing stuff and he's really into it. He like CM Punk said him backstage. There's a few people better that do this kind of character work. Yeah, um, for sure. Um, so the uh, you know, granted the crowd response wasn't exactly as anticipated. I'm sure. I, I'm guessing people were hoping or. You know, creative and WWE is hoping that the response to this particular attack could be comparable to what the response was when uh, Orton laid out Edge initially. Um, so I guess that's the danger of speaking of.
2: What, that was one thing I was sort of anticipating, and they're probably going to just announce it on Twitter beforehand, or TMZ will when Edge does make another return, or yeah, when he does when he back, comes yeah, back. Yeah. But uh, part of me was like, when he was about to blast him on the on the steel steps, I was like, they had a long shot where you could clearly see the Tron back there, and I was like. Man, this would be a great time for his. You think you know me you to pop you know off? Me, da, 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 hey, great, you know that'd be that. that would have been pretty great. Like Edge, where the hell are you, man? Come on, yeah. Well, he's, he's he's recovering. <laughs> I guess so, but man, it's taking a while.
1: Well, he's had two neck
2: surgeries. It's gonna be another
1: eight years, maybe. Anyways, uh, uh, I was wondering if 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 they had went to these lengths the first time, a would they have double dipped? And if they double, if they had, like maybe the, the reason the crowd. Wasn't as, boo. No, oh, it wasn't as
2: shocking as last week?
1: Well, just because we, they'd already seen the same thing. Yeah, sure.
2: Us. Yeah. Yeah, that could be. Yeah, you know what's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. That
1: yeah. could be. And I, I, I know they tried to up the eddie by just not doing it on another chair, by doing it on the ring steps, but really it's just metal.
2: Yeah. yeah. It's really not that different. I was, I was. Now, if he put
1: his head on exposed concrete and hit, that would been messed up.
2: I don't know, man. Um, I was just cracking up when he like just puts that chair so nonchalantly, so close to the fans right there. and <laughs> People are like, is there any he might give me an RKO. I don't know. Yeah, man. Uh, so after that, we had Eric Rowan versus Aleister Black. Steve wasn't a fan of this particular contest. It was really... It just felt like the gravity was like double in the ring or something. Because like the, mo- the everything was so slow. Well, we're so used to Alistair Black fighting Buddy Murphy, who
1: can match his speed.
2: Yeah. Eric Rowan is a larger dude. Yeah, I've seen big men who can go fast. I've seen big men who can be crisp. You know, I just saw Donovan... Dominic Dijakovic match. I understand. Man, that dude is crisp as heck. He
1: is. That that uh, athletes like himself are, are a bit of an outlier in terms of even, guys who are six seven.
2: Yeah, there were some major communications issues in this match, um, but uh, but it was cool. Like uh, Eric Rowan. I mean, they they did what they could to keep him strong. Like he ate a black mass and he and it didn't put him it down. Didn't down him the first time. Yeah, he like collapsed against the ropes and, and then kinda took a knee. Took a knee and then he ate another one on his knee. Yeah. Um, there was no, did he, did Eric Rowan even have his cage? With yeah, little, he brought it out. He did? Okay.
1: Yeah, Alistair no sold it. He didn't care what was in the, in the, in
2: the <laughs> little cage. I don't want to go in there. I'm not curious in the least. I'm not curious. Will this cage fight me? No, <laughs> I don't care. Will the possum inside it fight me? No. Anyways, because I'm convinced it's a possum at this point. Um, so anyways, yeah, Alistair in the end escapes an iron claw, hits Black Mass. Rowan stumbles against the ropes. Uh, he sort of gets on his knees. Alistair hits another one, which look pretty look pretty flush, actually. Yeah. Uh, and he yeah, he yeah brings it win. down for the win. So good on you, Alistair Black. Yep. Uh,
1: I don't know. He's getting a real feud. Him versus Andrade for Mania.
2: I just kind of want to fast forward to when he's not so. What's the word? I don't know. He gets on the mic and he's like, it's just it's just odd. You know, I'm gonna pick a fight, all that kind of stuff. Well, then you move on past that, past that, obviously, which I kind of feel like the
1: kind of are, because he didn't mention that last week. He was talking about feeling like an animal in a cage last week.
2: We should do one of them fantasy book deals. How they should have booked Aleister Black coming out of because coming out of NXT.
1: Well, he should have been destroying everybody.
2: Yeah, I know. Pretty much tons of
1: mystique, no talking, <laughs> just well, destruction.
2: One sentence. He should have been destroying everything.
1: He should have been destroying anybody, everybody in, in like a minimum of talking. Yeah, nice, he's a good promo.
2: He's a really good promo. But
1: the thing about it, he came on NXT, he had so much mystique, he came out, destroyed people, and left.
2: Yeah, but when he talked, he talked like a normal dude, you know? Like, I mean, he still has his accent, because that's what he has. That's how he talks. But, like... He wasn't as verbose, you're saying. he's Yeah, exactly. I yeah, don't mind that. It just it kills it for... It's like, what are you going to play? Is this a play or something? Was this a theater?
1: Because I felt like there was a spell in NXT where he kind of... Not to the same degree, but he did kind of do that. And then he dialed it back a bit. He would he have, like,
2: like, two sentences, three sentences of I'm saying, but, like, in terms
1: of his promos, like, there's a, a spell where they really go with the mystique, and so he was talking, you know, in a little bit more florid language. Yeah, a little a bit. A little bit. But then after the attack from Gargano, then he was just, like, a normal guy.
2: Yeah. He just needs that, you know how, like, Andrade eventually got to the Ray feud, and then it was, like, it basically made Andrade yeah, for yeah, main I mean, roster?
1: I mean, ideally, that's, what, that's a feud. Everybody undercarded in one half.
2: He needs no, – no, I'm not talking about specifically. I'm talking about, like, when Andrade came to main roster – he was kind of floating in the same nether region. That's what I'm
1: saying. Everybody and, wants that that a feud
2: to, yeah. to make a name for themselves. And we so thought it was it not might have been a feud against Ray. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. I uh, thought maybe it was going to be with Buddy Murphy, but then they spun him off into his own thing with Seth Rollins.
1: Yeah, they need to bring Alistair into that.
2: Um, yeah, that'd be cool. They need to bring him into a, into a major story. Like, yeah. have a story going on, and then loop him into it. That's yeah, what they got to do. Night
1: would have been a really good opportunity for that.
2: Oh, my God, dude. Can, if you come uh, out can, in the main event, we, Enough with these tag.
1: If you come out in the main event at the end and, like, black-masked all the, all the heels.
2: Yeah. Pretty huge. There form. you
1: go. I mean, it's cool. Street Profits came out and all. They get a title shot against uh, Seth and Buddy at Super Showdown. I know. I saw that. They're going to lose that one, unfortunately. They're definitely going to lose
2: that one. But it's a match. They didn't say, hey, on Super Showdown, we're going to have a Monday after weekend update. No. So that's a
1: match, and it's a high-profile one. That's so. a step forward. It'll be it'll be a quality match. After uh, that match, though, uh uh Alistair versus Rowan. We had a, a Charlotte Flair promo. Uh, she throws the footage from TakeOver, comes back, she says, she went to TakeOver to see uh, who's been filling Rhea's head with the idea that she can come to Raw and challenge her. And she goes, but I'm, I'll be honest, I was impressed. Yeah. Uh, and she started, to get, uh, 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 started reminiscing. Mm-hmm. Like that, uh, uh God, who? Uh, Little River Band song. <laughs> you,
2: you and your Little River Band. Hey,
1: man, I got a soft those spot. go over my head, man. Soft I don't know spot anything for Little about River them. Band, man.
2: I think you played them for me once. It was good stuff, but none of it stuck with me. It stuck with me because that's my childhood. All right, man. Well, mine was ELO, dude. I used to listen to ELO a ton too. Yeah. Well, maybe I'll start making ELO.
1: Some... Neil Diamond, Little River Band. Neil Diamond's great. Roy Orbison.
2: Oh, man. Maybe the best singer in pop I w- history. I
1: wouldn't. I wouldn't make the case otherwise. because He was fantastic. When I get
2: to heaven, I can hear some Roy Orbison. Yeah, man. I'm like, hey, God, that's oh, your yeah. dreams. I know. <laughs> I'm crying so, anyways, uh, Charlotte's going on about Rhea Ripley's entitlement because she didn't have to scratch and claw and fail and get back up and, and fall down wrestle and get in back warehouses
1: up. and stuff like this,
2: yeah, exactly. Like Although she did, did the Florida loop, so come on <coughs> now, that's close enough, right? Like
1: Charlotte had to, cause like Charlotte was saying, uh, yeah, uh, because of me and my class, we made NXT what it is, mm-hmm. effectively, effectively. Yeah. yeah. You didn't have to, to go through all those struggles, you show up in NXT when it already you know, like you know, uh, due to basically best promotion. Anyway, she says, uh, Rhea, I think you're good, but I'm going to humble you. Humble you. Yeah, WrestleMania. Sean Mooney. That's pretty much it. Next, uh, R-Truth versus Mojo versus Riddick Moss for the 24-7 title, but it was like a standard match in the 24-7 rules. They were suspended for this match.
2: Did you see the 24-7 segment at the uh, Funko Pop thing? No. It was pretty funny. The, the tour guide, who I think is probably just a legit tour guide there a um, bit of a gruff fellow, but he seemed to be having a good time with That's it That's good. Yeah, I like that kind of stuff. And Riddick Moss was showing off a lot of a lot of personality there, man. After so long in developmental, hey, what do you know? This guy's ready for cameras, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. He was really good. It was good stuff. You should check it out. Anyways, uh, <coughs> this match was what it was. It was, it was pretty much pre- not much. Pretty short, yeah. Yeah,
1: so uh, Mojo tosses Riddick into the barricade ringside. So he's selling down there for a while. Truth and Mojo go at it back and forth a little bit. Our uh, truth does is uh, ode to John Cena, uh-huh. uh, belly to back, uh, 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 five knuckle shuffle set up for an AA. Mojo gets out of it, puts Truth on his shoulders, dumps him on his face. Mm-hmm. Riddick rolls, uh, runs in, rolls up Mojo for the win. So he's out of there as soon as the bell rings. He's the one someone coming in and pinning him. So Mojo gets up in Truth's face after the match, and then Truth hits him with a scissor kick.
2: Yeah, and that was yeah. it. Yeah, that was good stuff.
1: Uh, next, It was quick.
2: It was quick. I, it like, was I like quick. fast matches.
1: <laughs> uh, well, this next one was fast, although there's a lot of talking to get to it. Uh, Drew versus MVP. So, Drew comes out. He has a promo. Um, he's talking about WrestleMania, <clears> and he says, well, I said the word. Now, i got to point to the sign, but Charlotte already did it, so i got to do it in a different and creative way.
2: Y'all want to point the sign with me. I do like the, the, the aspect of this that's just straight up. Hey, listen, this is obligatory, so let's have some fun with it. Yeah. That, that I appreciate.
1: And so, he counts down. They all point at it. And he's mm-hmm. like, oh, cool. Um, and he says, Suplex City is located in Claymore Country, like I it says like in my that. shirt. That was good, yeah. And uh, we're going to destroy that bee. Yeah, ooh. Uh, To the ground at Romania, and I'm going to be champion. This brings Heyman out. He does his intro for Brock, and he's like, oh, you thought Brock was actually going to be here.
2: Are people ever going to realize that when he intros Brock, Brock isn't there? Yeah. Every time Brock shows up, yeah. he just shows up.
1: Yeah, and like Drew's taking his shirt off. He's ready to fight. He gets suckered, too. Uh, <laughs> he's not paying attention either. Nope. Heyman says uh, Brock's gonna beat Ricochet. Then he's gonna beat Drew at Mania, and he's about to leave. Uh, and then Drew's like, "Hold on, wait, uh, Paul. You keep saying Brock's name, um, and I thought he's gonna do like a Candyman thing, like you say Brock's name three times, and maybe he'll show up and yeah. do that." Yeah. And he says, uh, "You're even gonna keep saying his name when he's crying to you after I kick his head off at WrestleMania." Man. When's the last time you think Brock Lesnar cried? How old is he? our age uh
2: six you think so maybe I don't know maybe he had like an emotional moment at home he's got kids right I believe he's so. got kids yeah 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 maybe he cried around kids or something I, he, I think he does some of the make-a-wish stuff I don't know if it's make-a-wish oh. proper Oh, well, maybe but, like I've seen him like visit hot. maybe that you know maybe. that can be heavy that stuff. Can Man, be. That, that can, can be, be heavy that can stuff. be emotional <laughs> you think he'd cry to Paul Heyman if Drew kicked his head no. off no, well, he'd literally be dead.
1: Yeah, Paul says, uh, "I respect you, Drew, but your opponent here tonight, he doesn't. He's got a problem with you. That man is MVP. Oh, he's got he's got a big problem with you, people." So MVP comes uh, comes out. He has a mic. He says, "I got a problem with you, Drew. Uh, you hit me the cheap shot last week, but tonight uh, I'm going to whoop your ass." He says, "All right, ref, ring the bell." And then he cheap shots Drew with the microphone. <laughs> yeah, and he this- had just said he wasn't going to do that. I know, and then he did. And he boots him into the corner. Uh Drew like comes to uh bell rings. Huge boot. And I love this bit. This is a nice little detail. So MVP wears the breathe right strip on his on his across his nose. Yeah. So Drew takes rips that off. Ouch. Advantage Drew now. Future shock DDT calls for the claymore, hits it. Drew is your winner. Yeah.
2: So, you know, I mean it's a minor quibble. I just want to see Drew reach his fullest potential. Oh, yeah, totally. That's all, I just, I'm concerned. That's all it is. No, I understand concerned.
1: that, I understand that. I, I, I feel you there.
2: i want to see him just taking everybody's head off, man. I know. Anyway, after like that.
1: Claymore is, is some of the move you can do out of nowhere. Mm-hmm, yeah. Uh, is it's is maximum impact. Mm-hmm. It doesn't, it doesn't even have the stunner required for like, a, uh, sorry, the set required for a stunner. You
2: know what you should do? You should get some indie plant in the crowd wearing a Brock Lesnar shirt. Claymore. Says, oh, come here! Claymore. People would love that. Here's the thing: it's t- it's like the worst thing you could do as a human being. People would love that. They'd mark yeah, out yeah. for that oh, so hardcore. Yeah, That'd be great. Yeah. Hell yeah! I just kick this paying fan's head off. <laughs> <laughs> one, two, three, or two, three, two, one. Yeah, I had the guy hey, here. You want you, you
1: want me? You want to count with me?
2: Three, two, one. Claymore. Claymore's That'd be good. I noticed you yeah. weren't. I broke shit. Anyways, after that, Becky Lynch comes to the ring. she got a new jacket where she has the names of everybody that she beat yeah. on her sleeve. Yep. It's pretty cool. Uh, so she says she came. She also has a big paper bag lunch, apparently. Uh, no, it's, it's, unless she's <laughs> eating money for lunch. No. <laughs> she, you remember remember uh, Parker Lewis Can't Lose? Yeah. You remember that show? Yeah. That, I, that was so ahead of its time. Yeah. That show was so ahead of its time. And they had the big dude... Larry, who had Larry's lunch, and it was in a grocery bag. My dad loved that gag. I don't know why. Anyways. Anyways, she's saying, I came to America for
1: fame and fortune, found that I got no use for fame, and figured out what to do with all this fortune. So she has that huge grocery
2: bag full of, full it's of like, hundreds. It's like 500s and
1: then like 21s. Yeah, man. It, <laughs> the illusion's the same. It's all 100s. So she dumps a bunch of money in the mat, and she goes, here you go. I'm paying my fine in advance for everything I'm going to do to, to Shana when I find her. Because a lot of violence and a lot of bad things are going to happen. Mm-hmm. And then uh, she goes on and says how animals uh, bite their prey in the neck to weaken them mm-hmm. uh, in advance of eating them. And she goes, hey, uh, Shayna, do I look like prey to you? I've gone through everybody here, and I've, I've cut them down because I felt like I had to. But Shayna, I'm going after you because I want to. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shayna shows up with a Tron, says, hey, I'm going to be in the, this chamber mass coming up. I don't know if you know this, Becky. I'm a cage fighter. Yeah. This is all set up for me to
2: beat you at mania. Yeah, she's like laughing it off. I know it was pretty good. And she's like, I didn't. She's p- like, also, three of the members are from the Riot Squad. Give me a break. I know. What is this main event? And she
1: says, uh, I didn't plan to bite you in the neck last week. I just did it. But just imagine what uh, I do have planned for you. I'm gonna tear the living shit out of you, Becky.
2: I picked my head up. I think I was drawing on my iPad, and I was like, Yeah. Did she just said S? Yeah, she said the S word. And then Chuck Taylor. Wept, because he wants to say S on TV. He said he did last week, but it was during the picture-in-picture. Doesn't count, then. Doesn't count.
1: And then uh, Becky goes, "Uh, I'll be watching this chamber match really close, and I'll be rooting for you. It'd be
2: hilarious if Becky gets involved and, like, makes Shayna lose the chamber
1: match. No, I I think it'd be great if she got in there and, like, helped her beat everybody else, so she guarantees that she's going to face her at
2: Mania. Yeah. She's like, no, I want to face Liv Morgan at Mania. (laughs) I want to face Sarah Logan. You see how easily she gets beat by Charlotte or the Rumble or whatever. Uh, so yeah, no, I thought it was, <clears throat> I thought it was a good segment. I thought it was effective with Shane. I'm glad they let her say S. I wish that they would let somebody say S every week. I know. And they'd be great. Becky's great doing uh, in in well, the span
1: of two weeks, been doing a hell of a job, uh, uh, selling the match against Shane at Mania
2: with her. Promo yeah. Work. Yeah. She's, like, it's not, I still feel like it's not quite Rocky three enough though. I don't know. Maybe dumping a bunch of money on the map. Shayna should have made, she should have made references like, Oh man. That's a lot of money right there. I wish I got paid that kind of money. It's
1: like that's, that's, that's main roster money,
2: she <laughs> still has the NXT lower third. She's like, like, oh, that's main roster money, still huh? Still waiting for main, main roster All bonus. All the more reason to beat you. She's like, I want, can I get one of the Matt Hardy deals <laughs> that they're offering? Just change the name on it to Shayna. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, that's, what, that's right there what I got paid in like six months. Yep. After
1: that, we had an awkward Lana Lashley, Zelina Vega, Angel Garza interview. uh, Oh, Jesus, I didn't see this. This was awkward. So, Lana was asked how this match came about. And she's like, yeah, I came about it. I thought it up on Valentine's Day. Get the two hottest couples in all of WWE involved in a match together. Mm. And then Zelina's like, "Uh, Garza and I, we're not a thing. This is a business relationship, not pleasure. uh, That actually
2: sounds kind of funny. No. It was really awkward, yeah. huh? Yeah. Oh wow. That that cause like theoretically that could be pretty funny.
1: No, there I didn't find any lulls in it.
2: Oh wow. Okay. Um so she says that, and then what happens?
1: And then Garza grabs the mic, again goes on about how he's a ladies' man. Yeah. Even though we just saw him get
2: engaged. Yeah, but that was like a couple months ago. So I can look I can put the pieces together, that fell apart. And he was then, like, Oh man, I'm getting sent to main roster. Rocket ship. All right, well, you know how I gotta hit the reset button now. Anyways, he says, Creo, you're my cousin, but you can't measure up to me. Yeah. Like, as a man. Right. He's calling out his, the size of his dingus. Yeah. There, he's like, oh, I've seen you doing the manscape. So.
3: You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside, repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app, or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. You ready?
2: Showtime on May third. Summer starts with the Fall Guy.
3: We do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes.
2: Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy.
3: What's what the poster said?
2: See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics
1: say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now.
3: What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Rated PG-13. I think because Lana was was involved in this, it made it
2: feel awkward. Yeah, she's not great on the mic. Funny because she'd be really good. she used to be okay when she had like a Russian accent mm-hmm. and she didn't talk all that much. Yeah. Uh, so then we had uh, Rusev and Humberto Carrillo in a match against Angel Garza and Bob Lashley. I was bummed out because they didn't. I didn't get to hear Angel Garza's music play. They had, in his... fact, they
1: had Angel Garza's Tron play when Humberto Carrillo came out. You saw it for a quick second.
2: Yeah, it was in picture in picture when he actually made his entrance. And of course, they boost the audio. It's silent for Raw. That sucks. I like that music. And it's nowhere to be found. Like, uh, we'll probably talk about this on News Brief today. Oh,
1: the Fightful thing, yeah. Yeah, Fightful. CFO dollar sign, yeah. Yeah, that's a weird situation. Yeah, I was trying to wrap my head around that one. Yeah. It's like uh, an issue between the publishing company and, like, WWE. So the
2: publishing company is a separate entity, obviously, from WWE. Yes. And then, because the
1: I guess like Jim Johnston, he was an employee.
2: Yeah, right. Yeah, he was. WWE so
1: would own that, whereas WB is is, is hiring CFO dollars line to do the stuff.
2: But then they, I guess, there were they previously under contract with a publishing company or something. So they, I
1: mean, songwriters are. I mean, if if you want to make money off publishing rights, you have to be yeah. involved with in a publishing company. Okay. okay, like most, a lot of uh, 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 musicians will start their own publishing company.
2: But WWE in this case didn't elect to like just bring them in in house
1: to like, they, hire them. That was part of the thing that Feifel wrote about. but I think that was that effort was made after this issue with Publishing Company. Ah, oh, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. And so because of that issue with Publishing Company, they couldn't bring him in.
2: Gotcha. Rusev was uh, on fire in this match. Yeah. He looked like he was happy to be back. Yeah. Yeah. They didn't... I, I, my one thing about this match is that I feel like they didn't really emphasize... With Angel Garza and Humberto Correa, they did. But like I feel like Rusev... He was spending a lot of time Angel Garza was a legal man. But, like, I feel like he would have wanted to just be getting at Bob Lashley the entire time. Well, there's a little bit of that. Bob Lashley gave him the opportunity, hopped in, and then yeah. Rusev took advantage of that. Well, then the but end, too, when... when uh, you just have two stories going on and Garza in
1: Garza escapes an accolade. Each kick, though, and then Rusev tries to slam him. Uh, Garza escapes and then pushes him towards the rope where Lashley's there. Yeah, and Rusev, you know, took the time to not just bounce off the rope but to hit a Moshka kick. Yeah. So there's a couple instances where Rusev had the opportunity. Goes out of his way a little bit. Yeah. yeah and sure. Earlier on when, when uh, Lashley gets in there and he just starts dropping him with shots and then Garza has him with a super kick. Um, so uh, Lashley eats a Moshka kick. And this uh, just Rusev doing that and kind of staring him down a little bit gives Garza an opportunity to roll up Rusev, handful of tights, get the win. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pretty huge win for uh, Garza.
2: I don't – Look, if they run out of, if once Andrade's back, who knows what the situation will be. They've referenced again, you know, his time in NXT. Didn't, did somebody, I was trying to remember, they mentioned something about NXT. We've seen him do this on NXT. It wasn't the, was Lawler talking about him being a ladies' man? Did they reference his engagement on NXT? On commentary. Sorry, Sagan. Did they reference his engagement on in commentary on? Oh, I don't recall. NXT last night. I don't recall. Everybody else is talking about it. I just figured the guy like broke up with her. I mean, that happens in life. Um, anyways, uh, I fully expect Garza just to be a raw guy now. Yeah, I, I really so.
1: do. I, I would be surprised if 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 it's uh, Garza Andrade and mm-hmm. and Zelina going. I think forward. that's terrific. I, think I, I really
2: hope that's the case. Mm-hmm. The interaction between Andrade and Garza. I'm really looking forward to if that's going to be a thing. Yeah. I think they could be a lot of fun together. Yeah. Because Garza's is, is sort of the, all the ladies' man talk is a throwback to what Andrade was. That's how they introduced Lena mm-hmm. Vega in mm-hmm. NXT mm-hmm. as the person to get his mind off the partying yeah. and onto business. Yep. Um, so I think that could be a lot of fun.
1: Yeah, I think so too. Anyways, after uh, Rusev loses... He grabs Garza, hits a couple of times, toss Mathering. hmm Yeah. Uh, After that, Asuka
2: and Kyrie Sane were backstage. Just kind of walking around. Yeah. And then we got Natalia versus Kyrie Sane, but before the match actually happened, Asuka and Kyrie are doing a promo. And Oscar was like, How's your face? Yeah, it was When great. are you getting an elimination chamber? I'm gonna beat you and beat everybody, and I'm gonna go to WrestleMania. Easy piece. I can't do it justice though. She's so great. I know. And Kyrie Sane is such a great like wingman, basically, yeah, a sidekick or whatever. He's really good. They are so flipping good, and my, it bums me out that, like, I understand that, like, they're doing a really good job of being bad guys, right? Yeah. But they're so damn charismatic. I really want the crowd to do the thing where they don't let them be bad guys, you know? Yeah. Where the crowd just starts lighting it up with, Asuka's going to kill you or whatever. Yeah. Because they're so damn <sighs> entertaining, and I just want them, I want a rocket pack on them, you know what I, I know, mean? I know. They're so good, they man. Good. They're so good.
1: Uh, so, uh, about halfway through Natty drops Kyrie with a suplex, goes for a sharpshooter. Kyrie gets the ropes and the ref's like trying to get Natty off. He's like, Hey, she's the rope back off. Uh, and so that happens. And then, uh, right as Natty's about to approach Kyrie, she hits her with the back fist mm-hmm. or Judas effect as you like to call it. Oh yeah, man. Follows with a kick to the head gets a two count. Of course, a couple weeks ago, uh, Natalia got kicked in the face by Oscar and they made a point of showing her shiner. Um, uh, Kyrie goes for a corner clothesline instead, and Natalia hits a discus clothesline. Gets two. Uh, Zane goes for a basement dropkick. Natty catches it. Goes for a sharpshooter. Oscar hops on the apron. Uh, Natty goes over to her, and then Kyrie knocks her out of the ring. This allows Oscar uh, to kick Natalia
2: right in the head. Mm-hmm, yeah. For the count of ten, Natty <laughs> she, is counted out. She kicks her in the head, and the ref is it, while the ref is checking on Kyrie. And as, soon as she kicks her. Oscar says, "Ref, ref, look, start counting, start counting." She starts like jumping up and down. Yeah.
1: Oh, it's so great. It was good. It's so great. So Kyrie wins by count out. This is going to be Natty and probably Beth Phoenix challenging uh, for those tag titles. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, seems to be. Yep. Uh, next, we have uh, the office paying Buddy Murphy out to introduce Seth for his sermon.
2: Um... So, buddy, I really appreciated Seth's Tron. I mean, it's just it's a shirt, the new shirt is everywhere, it looks great, and yeah, it's it's really good. I like it. Uh, this was really long, though, it was really long, and it it really didn't move much along. Seth is really, really good in this role. Mm -hmm. I think he's just fantastic. It's obvious the dude's having fun, um, but I just feel like it didn't have. I maybe it's just apropos of sermons. We talked about this again yesterday yeah. on uh, on Overrun, uh, but yeah, it was just sort of meandering a little bit. And just not- I mean,
1: part of that I think too was the crowd was booing him a lot. And yeah, he was really trying to work off that. Yeah, sure. He slowed things down a lot. Yeah, and if he had just powered through, uh, I don't know if it would have worked. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it just kind of it took the scenic route to get to essentially. He the point is it was like. Uh, now that Owens and the Viking Raiders and Joe are out of the way, phase one of our movement is complete. Time to move on to phase two. Um, and he doesn't really, it, it essentially, it's like, hey, it's, it's the if you're not with us, you're against us thing. We're going to go and, and seek out the weak, the noncompliant. And if they're not going to uh, adopt our philosophy, they're going to be eradicated,
2: he yeah. said. I like the uh the, when they did earlier in the episode they had the little promo screen for this and there's like a halo of light over Seth yeah. he's got this goof smile on his face. I really I really like this stuff. It's just yeah, this was a bit on the long side.
1: It was. Uh and so uh this brings out the Viking Raiders, they're brawling with the AOP. Seth leaves, because that's mm-hmm. what he does. Anytime any sort of fight starts to break out, he leaves, he even tosses Buddy back in the ring. Yeah. Um, yeah. So they he, all get laid he just, out.
2: He sent Buddy just to get murdered. I know.
1: So they all get beat up by the Viking Raiders. Seth is on the stage. Kevin Owens comes up from behind him. Kick, stunner. Mm-hmm. And then that set up the main event for the night for the like the upteenth time.
2: Yeah. So he get- says this, uh, I don't know how to pronounce this name, P-R-X-P-H-T-B-Y says does anyone notice how much less Seth wrestles now? Yeah, I notice. He was like my freaking number one pick. He's supposed to be the workhorse of the company. You don't wrestle ever. He talks a ton though, so he's oh still good points there.
1: God. He talks a ton. Uh so speaking of which he had an interview backstage. Uh and he says, uh Buddy and AOP, the only people give me respect around here. And if uh the Raiders and the Owens want to fight, they'll get one tonight against AOP and Bud Murphy.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. So, uh, after that, we had uh, the OC came out. AJ Styles is back. So, I'm assuming that means Gallows and Anderson. No, wait. They totally took a Or one of them took a loss tonight. Well, at least they were on
1: TV. Yeah, That was an improvement over the previous three weeks. True. So, AJ's back. And he said, hey, what would Mania season be without old AJ Styles? Uh, Carl Anderson dubs AJ the new Mr. WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. And AJ says, he's the greatest superstar of, on any roster of any era. And says so, I know I got my critics out there but well uh, they won't be they'll say anything after I win uh, was it the 12 to tw- uh, tw- wake to wake to wake sounds Mountain right Tawake trophy yeah at a super showdown. No one can say anything for him. And he's going to say, who's next? And everybody's like, and everybody got buzzing. Oh, Goldberg. Yeah, right. And they start, he says, I don't care who's champion, who's WB champion, who's universal champion. You know, they, he starts naming off, uh, he says, I don't care if it's Little Ricky, uh, uh, Ricochet. I think Carl uh, Anderson calls
2: him Little, oh, AJ calls him Little Ricky later. Um, Shawn Michaels, Hulk Hogan, Undertaker. Did he actually mention Undertaker? He did. Okay. I was, I was trying to pay attention to that one. Apparently, I missed it. Yeah, he did. Um, yeah, he listed off a bunch of legends.
1: And then uh, he's interrupted by Ricochet. That's when AJ calls him Little Ricky. He says, I was just joking uh, with you about saying that you could be WWE champion. At, and he asks, what have you done to deserve that title shot? What, yeah, what did you do? And Ricochet says he earned it, which is true. He actually won a match. Yeah, he won a match. He, yeah. He did.
2: The match was for a title shot. And he, won and he
1: won that match. He says he's going to beat Brock, and that uh, gets the OC laughing.
2: Yeah, I laughed at that one, too, Yeah, because even Ricochet didn't.
1: <laughs> and Ricochet said, you don't seem sold. How about I challenge uh, you to a match tonight, AJ Styles? This is funny,
2: because then Carl Anderson said, whoa, whoa, hold on. And then every all the other whoa, OC guys whoa, 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 whoa. 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 Says, Slow down. And Carl
1: says, AJ won't allow your first match back to be against Ricochet. I'll do match instead.
2: Well, because he's the toughest son of a gun in the building. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Oh, that was funny stuff. They're great. I love those guys. Uh, Then we had Ricochet versus Carl Anderson.
1: Went very much exactly as you would expect.
2: Yes. Uh, And then uh, Ricochet won with, what is this move called? Benadriller? The
1: Benadriller. You haven't done that in a while.
2: Yeah, I know. I was like, what the hell? That's a finisher? Okay. Um, So there you go. Uh, After that, we had a Liv Morgan interview. Um, She needs a lot more reps. Yeah, this was on the mic. Because she sounded like she was just searching for her lines the entire time. Yeah, I know. Is there breaking news right there? Uh, hold on. Go ahead. Okay, all right. Uh, so anyway, she, uh, she's asked by Charlie about Ruby Riot coming back uh, and how she got attacked by her. And she was like, you know, like everybody, I was surprised, excited. Uh, it was one of the best moments of my career. She came out and I thought she was going to congratulate me. Uh, for my win Uh, and then she said she betrayed her trust Uh, it's enough to break anyone and not long ago would have broken her but i'm not that puppy anymore i have now evolved into human and i'm comfortable in my own skin i no longer have fur she says i'm gonna eliminate ruby riot from the elimination chamber she's gonna win the match and then she's gonna go to wrestlemania and then the oc laughed at that too As did I. Uh, Then we had the main event, which once again was where's Samoa Joe? I don't know. He was back last week, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. He was. Okay, I didn't just imagine that. No, you did not. Okay.
1: You, you, your recollection is correct in this instance. Good job. This is like pretty much it. Just kind of happened like every other match. Pretty much is 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 is, uh, either uh, Seth and his crew uh, bend the rules to win, or if they're on the verge of losing, they get themselves DQ. Mm -hmm. That's exactly what happened here. Uh, It was fine and all, just, I don't know, I didn't really feel like it advanced the story whatsoever. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, So afterwards, Seth, uh, sorry, Kevin Owens hits a stunner on Buddy. Seth runs in, breaks up the pin. AOP, Buddy, they lose by DQ. So Seth and his crew start laying out the Raiders and Owens. Uh, Kevin Owens specifically is isolated. Seth grabs the mic and says, Kevin Owens, you have crucified us for weeks now. Now it's your turn. To keep, to be crucified. Yeah, I was like, wow, they're gonna do harken back to attitude era.
2: That would have made for a great visual.
1: Yeah, not do that they got
2: hold they got you know shareholders and no, stock gonna. prices and stuff. So
1: street Profit's to run in to make the save, uh,
2: which was great. Yeah, that was cool. Uh, Angelo with a huge pounce. That was awesome. The pounce is great. The pounce is fantastic. I'm a big Angelo Dawkins fan. Apparently, uh, he. <laughs> He, told, he took Cedric Alexander's
1: luggage. Did you see that? Oh, it was it Cedric?
2: Well, it was J.D. JD Williams was doing the video, wasn't he? Oh, I didn't know. I that. thought it was I thought it was a uh, okay. Because Cedric put a thing up on Twitter saying, oh, hey, my, okay.
1: my bag was taken for, on this flight in Atlanta, and then later on, I didn't watch the video, but it was it was a video of him and Angelo Dawkins, and they had their suitcases right next to each other. and looked the exact same.
2: Yeah. I was so. cracking up. <laughs> he was like, man, you need to lay off the smoke, man. So anyways, uh,
1: uh, Street Profits come in, they help make the save, faces clear the ring, mm-hmm. and then Hanson and, and Montez Ford hits, uh, hit the uh, splashes to yeah. close the show while Seth leaves. So he's up on the ramp watching and be like, no, don't do that.
2: <laughs> oh my God, it's totally Cedric. I thought it was shady because he got the glasses on. Oh. I thought it was shady. That's funny. Oh man, I'm tripping. That's hilarious. <laughs> anyways. <clears throat> funny stuff. Yeah, it was good. Anyways, that next was to the show.
1: So it was announced uh, afterwards: was Street Profits versus Seth and Buddy at Super Showdown. Yeah,
2: be a fun match. Yeah, no, that should be a good one. That should be a good one. Um, all right, man. Let's let's take some questions. Sure. See what's going on in Discord over here? Sure. Nothing. Uh, somebody, Dominus Riot, posted a Taylor Swift album cover. It says the man. Yeah. Well, I posted songs. this in general. That's why. Let's see if there's anything in daily. So, it shouldn't matter which room I put in the Discord. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Here we go, people. Dom El says, "How dare you with
1: that riot squ- squad crack?" By the way,
2: it's rooted in reality, it's man. Rooted, man, sorry. Brian Luckman. Brian Luckman. What do you see them doing with the rest of the women's division on Raw? I feel like we're always gonna get Shayna and Becky, or Shayna and Charlotte. Um, i my hope, my goal, my goal, my hope for Raw post-mania is Bianca Belair versus Charlotte. Yeah, that'd be that's good. That's what I want to see. That'd be good. Jimmy Thomas, in kayfabe, what were all the baby faces doing when Randy Orton was murdering Matt Hardy? They were glued to the television set because nobody wants to take an RKO. It's that's, well, that's riveting television, too. It's, it is riveting television, and it's none of their business. You know, just because you're a good guy doesn't mean you want to get in somebody else's yeah, business. Or Nora, Nora,
1: yeah, I know, I know.
2: They were probably all telling Matt Hardy, dude, don't go out there. <coughs> like, you're a mess. Told you so. And he's like, no, I'm going to go out there. I've got grit. Okay, well. Matt Hardy cannot die. You got to. Like, well, you're really going to
1: push it. You're going to learn your lesson, lesson, aren't you, pal? You're going to push that idea. Uh, the Abba, seriously, how the hell is Rusev still over? He does not get the respect. He deserves To someone constantly putting bad storylines and have the crowd still love him. I think that might be part of the reason the crowd loves him, because they realize that uh, he he's good. He's lovable, and he's not necessarily given uh, necessarily the, the opportunity that uh, comes with a guy who is uh, multiple instances has got himself over.
2: Yeah, I still kind of don't see him more than like a mid card guy, though. I don't know. I'm not. I, I like Rusev. I think he's great. I just don't really see. I don't know. Just don't see it.
1: McGuinness, uh, McGinnis, uh, what bottom tier Raw roster member would you like to see built back up over the next few years? Would it include a uh, character change or just consistent TV time win? Rusev, Rusev. Okay. Um, Cesaro.
2: I want to see Cesaro
1: get built up. Greg Moore. So a referee can stop a hell in the cell for somebody about to go too far. It's just a bit much when nobody, not even security, comes out to stop Randy. Well, there's a couple of refs that like made a uh, a minor effort to, to get in his way.
2: I mean, here's the thing, that was just getting <clears> in the way of good TV. You know, and like I said, they probably you can you can imagine in kayfabe, he's back there trying to get cleared when he has that neck brace on, the several steps below a halo neck brace on. They're probably telling him, "Dude, don't go out there. Listen, Matt, we're telling you right now, if you go out there nobody's going to help you." Mm-hmm. All right? This is you're you're on your own. Fine. Or maybe he told people, don't come out there. Yeah. You know, maybe. We don't know what happened backstage. Maybe. Maybe. (laughs) Yeah, Alex Issa. So So Matt Hardy basically has a Monty Python Black Knight gimmick going. Exactly. Next week he's going to come out in a full body cast. I'm like, man, I thought they wrote him off last week.
1: Nope. Uh, Julian Ernesto Abril. So the main reason Raw went from barely washable to really, really good show under Heyman has been his ability to build mid carters and have mid-card storylines that matter. That being said, do you see any scenario in which this uh, Riddick Moss and Mojo Raleigh storyline ends up elevating them?
2: I love that he actually called him Tino Yeah. in that question. Uh, no. <clears throat> well, I mean, for Riddick, he's been elevated from a guy who wasn't even on NXT TV. Yeah. I mean, he was even on UK uh, to guy who is now actually a WWE champion. So uh, Mojo's on TV in a match. So it depends on your definition of elevating. They have been elevated, but if you mean elevated as into like
1: a main event thing, are they going to no. be
2: no. no, or elevated even to the so
1: title status? No,
2: I would. I could see. I could potentially see Riddick Moss, if if he you know impresses people backstage because he's a fresh face. I could see McMahon being like, "Oh man, this guy can talk, and uh, he's athletic. He's got a great look to him." Let's kick him up to the next level, see how he does. I can see that being a possibility. <laughs> it could also be a possibility they're going to take 24-7 title off him next week, Maybe. and then we'll never see him again. Yep. That's a possibility also. Yep. Probably a more distinct possibility. Yeah. Chris. Alec, or, sorry. Uh, Alex C says, does Oscar's recent promo work change her going in raw math score? If, if she's not a 10, we're doing something wrong.
1: Yeah. Uh, Christopher Ramperside, what are your thoughts on Drew's new shirt? I mean, that's another... The bad to mediocrely designed WB shirt.
2: I wonder if Drew McIntyre just as a character. Can they design like a really good shirt for him?
1: They should do a shirt that says Drew three two one,
2: <laughs> like in uh, the Austin yeah. font. The imp- isn't that just Impact Yeah, font? It I is. think it's Impact font. Yeah, that's what they should do. <laughs> there you go
1: rich uh shana says shit on live tv would uh, what did usa have to pay to allow that lol that was very awesome to pay anything
2: no the cable networks are not uh regulated by the fcc right
1: well not the broadcast rules the br yeah that's for broadcast free television you yeah you yeah, paying yeah. for television you know you're allowed to do more things yeah that's what i meant uh, let's see here what is uh, Jake Mountford Has WB officially given up on Eric Rowan After his loss to Alistair And rarely being on TV now No I don't think so
2: So it depends on what your definition of given up on is It wasn't a squash match He got lots of offense in mm-hmm. um, So I mean, have they? I think they've given up <laughs> on any hope of him being like dominant Alex Lee says three drew
1: one That's horrible That's, That's awful. it That's the shirt That's terrible That's, No it's great
2: Wong says, since Charlotte won the Rumble, shouldn't Charlotte slash Ripley headline or Brock Drew? Keeping in mind, Brock did go on first last year. I mean, they made they made a point last night of saying main event. Yeah. So I'm thinking it's probably going to be Brock I don't think anything else really would qualify. Like last year, there were like literally three options to close the show. I know. One seemed obvious, the women's match. But it's like you could have gone Kofi. Maybe you could have gone. Oh, Seth, totally, you totally, know. totally. Uh,
1: Doc Hensla. So Becky's WrestleMania opponent is coming from Elimination Chamber. So then, why then, why have Shayna attack her? I think we all know Shayna is going to win. Sort of ruining the conclusion. No reason for, to watch the match now.
2: Might be a good match though. Might be. It could be. I guess the, the
1: idea is maybe. Well, and uh, Shayna alluded to this. Is is cage match. That's her environment. Um, this will be. Uh, Kind of what second opportunity for Shayna to uh, impress upon the main roster that she's a, a viable threat. I know she already, she choked out Bailey at Survivor Series, um, and now if she goes in the Elimination Chamber has a dominant showing, uh, steps up to Beckett you're like, okay, she's legit For m- the main roster audience. You watch NXT, there's like there's no doubt in your mind. So is his what's his
2: assertion here that they
1: that the match is a mere formality?
2: Yeah, but he says so. Why have Shayna attack her? I think that's just to make a statement, yeah, you know? Yeah. And you know, introduce this crazy new person mm-hmm. to the to the crowd. So I'm fine with that. I mean look, man, we knew that all the matches at, at how all the matches at Takeover were gonna shake out, they still are there's still good stuff going on though. Yeah. Uh
1: David Proc is Seth top heel in the company right now. With how good he has been, should he've been the one to have turned he, turned after Roman's diagnosis.
2: Right now on Raw, I feel like maybe to the I think that Randy Orton's the top heel. Like, yeah. he's the guy that everybody's going to boo. I uh, everybody was booing Seth last night. I know people are booing Seth, but I kind of feel like that was, dude, you're talking too much booing.
1: Uh, glorious broken sound wave. What do you think the match is going to be at WrestleMania between Edge and Randy Orton? Hell in the Cell, Street Fight, Last Man Standing. I mean, Street Fight is typical. Someone's been out for a while. You do a Street Fight, and then you have to worry about it, a whole, much in the way of like technical wrestling. To fight,
2: they should sign a hold harmless agreement. There you go, those are always captivating.
1: Uh, bangers and mash. Should Adam Cole defend his title at WrestleMania so Champa versus Gargano could main event takeover Tampa in a gimmick match?
2: Okay, did <coughs> were you not paying attention to a Survivor Series? Adam Cole had a takeover, a War Games match, and then and, the and then he McMahon. was on the main card. So it, it should be Adam Cole, and then I mean, he's probably going to lose it, the Tampa, but. That shouldn't preclude him.
1: Yeah. James Rodriguez, how soon do you think we will see the, the crowd start to boo Becky?
2: Oh. Uh, well, they didn't boo her when she was up against Asuka. And people really like Oscar. Yeah. Um, I don't think... I think Shayna's going to do a decent job as, like, a bad guy. So I don't really think they're going to start booing her.
1: Mm-mm.
2: But I don't know if... If she puts on, like, a really killer match, I don't know. I think they should probably have her lose the title, to be honest with you. Yeah, that they should. They should. I don't know if they're going to, though.
1: Eric Blaha, would it be too sweet or too much if the floor portion of Seth's uh, video, uh Titantron, was water, so it looked like he was walking <sighs> That's
2: brilliant. That's what it needs to be. That's a great idea.
1: That's what it needs to be.
2: Oh, man.
1: He needs to do the water and the wine gimmick, too.
2: And then he feeds the entire arena
1: with, yeah, like, two, fish, with and two fish and five loaves a, of bread? And a loaf of bread, yeah.
3: <laughs>
2: oh it's like everybody look under your seat and they all have like a little thing of like you know grape juice because you can't have that for kids yeah wine yeah anyways i think that's it for the show man thanks everybody for tuning in we definitely appreciate it uh we've got a live ask Stephen larson coming up in about a half hour or so yeah uh and yeah again if you're a matt chatter Get your question in, son. Yeah, I mean, for
1: the live audience, by the time this goes up VOD, it'll probably be too late. To
2: That's get true. So get Probably. It in now. If you're
1: watching live, you're one of the 482 who are match adders. Please submit your question. Yes. ASAP.
2: And I think that'll do it for us. Yes. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Let's try to get this one up to 500 likes. I should have said that at the beginning of the show. Because now it's not going to happen. Because now it's not going to happen. 500 likes. Let's try it, man. Every, hey, look, dude. If everybody watching right now just hits that like button, boom, we're right there. Right yeah. There. Oh, easily. Let's just try to do that. Easily. Okay.
1: All right. Easily.
2: Cool. Anyways, thanks everybody for tuning in. We appreciate it. Till next time, we'll talk to you later.
1: Goodbye.
0: The Angie's list you know and trust is now Angie. And we're so much more than just a list.